Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I hope you guys are staying warm out there. It is a chilly day here on the north shore of Lake Erie and uh, I'm going to be getting my dose of cold therapy right when I'm done this intro to this podcast here today. I'm actually going out to do some shed hunting and if you don't know what shed hunting is, it is essentially me out looking for whitetail deer antlers that have been dropped by the male of the species. So if you didn't know that, white-tailed deer actually lose their antlers. But you know what? I'm going to assume a good number of you guys out there listening already knew that. So yeah, I'm going to go check out this conservation area that's right near my house, full of, it's, it's like a, it's like a no trespassing conservation area as well. And it's probably like a solid uh, 50 acres. And uh, I know there's some monster deer bedding in there. So I'm going to walk in midday here and uh, hopefully don't disturb anything and find myself a nice pair of antlers. But anyways, I want to start today's episode off by unbutchering the quote that I butchered in today's episode. I uh, The quote I was looking to find was, the best teachers are those who show you where to look, but don't tell you what to see. And that's from Alexandra K. Trenfer, not Mark Twain. <laughs> not only did I butcher the quote in this episode, but I think I even attributed it to Mark Twain. And actually the Mark Twain quote that is also a favorite quote of mine that I was thinking of um, was, don't let school get in the way of your education. So anyways, um, I appreciate you guys who are listening from the start because this whole podcast interviewer thing is something that I am finally, I feel like I'm coming into my own on it now. Um, Still was focused on tech stuff, and I hope this interview actually is louder than what previous shows have been. I think I figured that out. Um, but yeah, I totally like consider this phase of my podcasting life to be that like awkward puberty years. And I feel like that teenage kid that's like has to walk up to the front of the class but has a huge erection and doesn't know how to like hide it. Um, you know, and I've been there, I don't, I would never want to go back there. And uh, so, anyways. Eventually, what I'm trying to say is eventually I think I'll learn how to like walk up with like a textbook and like hide that shit, you know what I'm saying? But until then, you guys are just gonna have to deal with this awkwardness that sometimes comes out of my mouth when I'm recording a podcast live. So um, anyways, I really do appreciate everyone listening and it's been super rewarding doing this and I uh, really do appreciate everyone out there that's been following along. So thank you guys very much. Um, but yeah, anyways, I've been cooped up reading, writing, and marking papers way too long here. I got a little cabin fever here on the old North Shore of Lake Erie, but I am excited for some upcoming guests. And I feel like I'm actually finally sinking into this role as host. So all that said, I do feel like I'm starting to find my niche. Um, and yeah, there have been some technical issues with the volume. So I'm working on that. I really do hope that that everything has been sorted out on that front. But um, anyways, Upcoming episodes, I get real reductionist with my good friend and colleague and co-hosting, Dr. Richard Vicinic. We get all into the weeds on mitochondria health, and I think it's so important to know from an evolutionary biology standpoint, or when we're looking at ancestral health as we do here in the show, it's important to know how we evolved and where we came from. So today, um, so in that episode, we talk a lot about building resilience on that cellular level, a lot of the biology to rewilding, if you will. Today, we talk about my, one of my favorite 
areas of rewilding, and that is the rewilding of the soul. So we talk about all things on how to keep your soul nice and resilient. And my guest today is the wild and wonderful Emma O'Connor, or AKA Spiritual Ninja. And I think, and I know Emma also agrees, because this is a subject she teaches, um, that resilience is so important in all things holistic health and functional medicine these days. And it's important that we go beyond the conversation that Richard and I have in this future episode that you'll hear um, on the actual science and nitty gritty of biological health, but we need to be resilient on the soul level, if you will. So what have I been doing lately? Well, you know what? I've been doing a lot to add this resilience back into my life. And sure, I've always been keen on the idea of adding physical activity stressors, but it goes way beyond that. And lately, I've been keen on the idea of incorporating a variety of different hormetic stressors into my life. And hormesis, as we talk about in the episode with Richard, is uh, essentially, it's when the body is stimulated to adapt and be proactive and become stronger. So it becomes more resilient and more powerful through hormesis. So things like high intensity interval training or fasting are beneficial because these allow our bodies to be more resilient and adaptive to stress. And this not only slows down aging, but again, it helps, or as we talk about in this episode with Richard, it helps us age in a healthy way. So resilience being very important to the cellular level. For example, um, actually this just comes to mind right now is that you may have heard of the Hunza people um, of northern Pakistan. They're notorious for living very old, like around 100 or so. Um, and they actually eat something called dried bitter apricot kernels, which I have actually myself started eating, and I get them from organic traditions. Um, they're delicious, and I just have to be careful not to eat too many because why they are you know, so important to the Hunza people is that they are full of amygdalin, and uh, when eaten, that can actually produce cyanide, so much like, say, apple seeds and even, uh, I think, uh, uh, almonds also have this in them as well. Um, but something that are, so, this is something that builds resilience by eating these things through hormesis, essentially. So, again, yet another example of how we can add in these little stressors or things that ancient cultures did to actually um, you know, essentially put little bits of stress into the system so that we're building resilience and then uh, able to produce more mitochondria that are strong and resilient. So there's actually anti-cancer properties to these. Now, obviously, if you look up bitter uh, apricot kernels on, in, on the internet, you might see that, yeah, it's might even be cancer forming. So again, I got to be careful not to eat too many because, yeah, eating too many could very well be a bad thing. So Anyways, that's upcoming in a future episode. In this one, we talk all about that soulful resilience. So I think it's equally as important to build resilience of the soul if we're going to fight off certain diseases. And, you know, our ability to let the tough times kind of just roll off of us, to accept, to realize that nothing is permanent in life. These are all the things that will help us build soul resilience or resilience of the of the mind. And actually I had a huge download, um, for my book during this episode. Um, and I found it actually found it interesting how excited when I listened back to this episode, how excited my voice became when I actually verbalized it for the first time or this realization that I had from what Emma had said. And that is that we all have to tame the mind to rewild the soul. Or I think Emma said something in regards to taming the mind. So I thank you, Emma, for your brilliance and letting that come through. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was just a brilliant little piece here in today's episode. So I wanted to bring that up here in this intro. Um, 
and I guess I won't say anything more about my book. I have mentioned before interest in writing a book um, or planning on in the early stages of writing a book right now, I guess you could say. Um, and I won't say anything about that book for some time, um, except for, I guess, specifically that it will be the companion and the prerequisite reading for my forest therapy and eco-spiritual leadership center um, that I have been brain and heart birthing for some time now. And I know I did mention that maybe on the first episode that this is a plan of mine. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, again, I guess in the early phases of this, actually looking at buying this piece of property. So um, been toying around with whether to go south or stay north as I have always wanted to do. Um, and I think it will be in the northern Ontario region somewhere. I don't know where yet. Um, not too far away from Toronto, most likely. Could even be closer towards, say, Ottawa. But um, just looking for land that's uh, is really, I'm really connected to, I guess, first and foremost. So there's many spots, and it's honestly, it's like a full-time job looking for property in this way. Um, and obviously, I'm going to be heading out there with my little EMF detector and making sure that this is some dense, deep woods where there's no interference on a cellular or any energetic or any type of level as pristine as I can possibly find. So um, anyways, I guess that's just a long way of saying that, uh, yeah, I got some things on the go and I am excited to be talking more about this in future episodes as things progress. So anyways, um, I did want to say with this episode, a lot of F-bombs going down and the realness of some of the things that Emma and I talk to, I feel closer to spirit God or source. Uh, sometimes when I talk to Emma and she pulls that out of me. And so sometimes in the presence of such grace and realness, I just say, holy fuck a lot. So I actually realize I'm going to dial that down in future episodes, but I thought I might as well get a couple out here in the intros as well. Just so you're, just so you know, but, uh, anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome to rewild my bio self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. starting the show we've got our tea in our hand and we have our exercise so we moved whatever we needed to move and now here we are with my very good friend emma o'connor aka spiritual ninja welcome to the show emma thank you sean thank you so much for being here i knew you were going to be a guest on the podcast way back when i had it in my brain when we when we remet i guess we could say when we remet at our vision quest and i said emma she's got so much to share and then little did I know, I'd, I'd, you know, we'd become better friends since our vision quest. And uh, I found out, heck yeah, Emma's got a lot to say. So here you are. Mm. Thanks for being here. Yeah, honor and a pleasure, my friend. Mm-hmm. Honor and pleasure. So yeah, I guess I, I thought when I was prepping for the show, I'm like, hey, I have to, I have to say thank you, one, and say and publicly say thank you, and also give you a congratulations on, uh, well, one, the congratulations is for your transition and letting go or and moving on from FemForce Fitness, your fitness facility or your gym that you've owned for 10 years, and embarking on what is now uh, public speaking and all things spiritual ninja. 
So congrats. Thank that's, you. Because that's huge. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm also in one of those places too where you're going from a transition from different businesses or different stages of life. And so I feel you and I commend you on doing that because it's, it's a wild thing to uh, quit your day job, so to speak, and, and do the work that, uh, that I feel like we're both into doing, right? So it's helping people be the best them, best them, right? Totally. Yeah. So, so there's that, there's the congrats, but then the thank you comes from the heart in that, uh, I don't think you, maybe you know, but maybe you don't, how influential you were into my healing. I went to a vision quest in end of April of 2019 and Emma was there and, um, I'll let you tell your story into your life right now and maybe we'll find out what led you there. But for me, just having you there and being able for you just to be you and just to listen, I don't think you know how important that was to my own healing. I went for the vision quest, but I also got the Emma medicine. So thank you so much, uh, just for being there and for being you Yeah. publicly. Yeah. Putting it out there. Well, um, you're welcome. <laughs> thanks. We can thank spirit for that one. Yeah. Right. Brought us together. Yeah. The, the unfolding ministry. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I didn't actually know when I would participate in a vision quest because when they were offered, it was never the right timing. And, um, this one, I mean, that came at perfect timing for me. So I'm so grateful for every part of my life that Mm -hmm. led me to that moment. Um, Coming in myself was very, I was in a very hard place uh, mentally, emotionally. For for that vision quest? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, Well, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, no, if you want to go ahead with that or even even give us like a rewind because I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, we both share a fitness background. I mean, I guess I'll even preempt the story with saying we actually met like 10, 10, 11 years ago. And I don't even think you remember it, but I do because um, you were on your way out. You were working at Good Life Fitness as a personal trainer, and I was literally on my way, and I think you quit the next week to start FemForce Fitness. So here, uh, here I was, new to the city, yeah. and uh, there you went. But we, we knew each other. I mean, I knew you, and through business and, you know, small business community, I guess you'd say, we cross paths and say hello and stuff. But really, I didn't get to know you until the last year, so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Did I start FemForce right after I quit? No, How actually, you know? I had another business for a couple of years. Um, and that actually, as I was transitioning out of good life, was um, when my cage fighting career started. Oh, so that's why you left then? I, I actually left because I, I couldn't serve the people that needed my help in the way I wanted to because of how... Um, just the sales and, and the you that whole atmosphere, yeah. The whole atmosphere of like corporate gym and and um, I um, right for folks aren't listening is is a very uh, like in any corporate gym facility it's it's often a very salesy focus. Whereas if you're into training and you're not so necessarily into the sales piece and ah, pushiness, so yeah, totally. Just so left folks. and then pursued training athletes at a training facility and then met a man that had a background in martial arts and. Um, I just started doing it for fun. And I was a natural born athlete. You could teach me something, I'd pick it up real quick. I was real good at it. Yeah. Um and I got good and I got offered to have a fight. And the competitor in me was like, Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight. And that was about four years. Uh a bunch of injuries. 
one that really knocked me off my feet for a year. Really, yeah. With medicine and hernia, two herniated discs, and which was a was also uh, an attempt to take my life because the medicine I was on was so incredibly powerful, which um, threw me so far from myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and painkillers or Percocets. Percocets, yeah. Nerve blockers. Okay. Right. Lots. Probably right in the time that this actually started to become a problem, or at least a noticed problem that people are pre- over-prescribing, perhaps, or Pro- in and out, in around that time. Probably. Sure. Yeah. It just yeah. seemed like a, an, an easy option, but also knowing, like, my experience with mental health um, is that it's, when we want to take our life, it's because we, uh, we've we lost hope. Mm-hmm. So um, that obviously didn't, that wasn't successful, and I ended up, Getting the help I needed yep. through some steroid epidurals in my back and some rehab mm-hmm. in Toronto. And the part of me that still uh, wanted to compete, or I can say the conflicted part of me in inside, which was the reason I was actually fighting, mm-hmm. uh, was um, still wanting to fight. And I, I rehabbed and went back to fighting for a year and then ended up actually leaving that business partnership with him uh, because of the emotional and physical abuse. And then that's how I started FemForce. Uh-huh. So, nice. and and then I quit fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I, my body hurts so much. Well, and it's interesting too that the, like the, you said the conflicting part in you was what was fighting. And I think there's such oh, yeah. a big, uh, you know, MMA right now and, and, you know, UFC and all that is so popular and I know that there's also a good deal of individuals that are in that sport that are quite highly spiritual and they are doing a lot of work. I know it's like quite common rhetoric within that scene, right? But it's just, I think, again, a lot of people have so many things that sometimes we don't know how to move those certain emotions and that. And, and fighting is obviously, it's it's good medicine mm. in a lot of times. I think so. I think like anybody, any well, movement is medicine. And I think like I'm only going to speak from my experience. It was a form of control for me. And I had um, had former experience of being bullied and assaulted and um, never dealt with it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the kid that didn't want to feel because feeling was vulnerable, emotionally vulnerable. And at some point in my life, uh, being vulnerable meant pain, meant hurt. Mm-hmm. So I decided right. it was easier for me to wall up and be strong, right. you know. Yeah. It's okay, Emma. You got this. Yeah. Just keep moving. But really, the parts of me, those little Emmas needed tending to. So fighting was medicine for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I quit, a relationship of four years uh, ended. And I just remember sitting on my dad's lap crying. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, Emma, you need to get closer to God. I was, really? great. I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. And at that time, not practicing. And um, I started therapy, which is far from what I... I didn't want to talk about my feelings, but therapy led me to yoga. And then yoga, I cried every class because my body had held Mm -hmm. so much emotional trauma. Right. And like this pain. And I was now sitting with it. I was paying attention to this pain and it was moving its way out of me through tears, which was... Mm -hmm. So foreign for me, but I, w- I w- had certain people that were holding really good space for me. And so that led me to like getting my yoga teacher training and taking shamanic journeying training right. and learning more about the energy body and 
getting back to basically like who am I? Why why do I do these things? Mm-hmm. There's more to life than like just this physical body. And why do I why am I so dependent on external forces to, you know, validate my right. worth? Like so there's just a lot of layers. So yeah. many layers. Right. And then add it, obviously in our culture too, it's just like every you're not the only one cuz I know I've done it too, but like yeah, it's just kind of calling yourself it's okay, it's okay. And then there we go pushing farther and farther down. And it's not until it, it, it's until we have an experience like yoga or even my most recent uh, ayahuasca ceremonies there, there was a, a gentleman in the ceremonies and yeah, had pushed feelings down. And, and when those things come out of you, whether it's a yoga class or a, an ayahuasca ceremony or a vision quest, um, it can come out with some, some vengeance, right? So it's yeah. turmoil times, right? But in the, in that, you know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, right? And um, you know, today, today's is bell. Let's talk day. I guess I, I'll throw this out there for the folks. So me and Emma just went for a walk and started chat, chatting about mental health and the, the need for individuals helping youth and, and everybody else, everybody right now, but it, it culturally anyways, is what I'm getting at is I feel like we all need, um, someone there to say, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Right. And, uh, and then for us ourselves to actually say, Hey, it's okay that I don't have, I don't feel very good right now, or it's okay that I have all these, uh, undealt with emotions right it's it's totally normal we just need the space to to deal with it so yeah so continuing on then I guess how did you how did you go about afterwards after your trainings and that so you've got some more tools now which we'll chat more about tools for folks too but yeah yeah, would you what well I quit the fighting got started the inward journey and I think uh the way I was I formed Femme Force was more of like, I have to empower women because there's, there's people out there causing harm because that was my experience. But mm-hmm. and in moving forward, it's like I contributed to that. So how did I give my power away? Well, I must have in some way. So rediscovering how I can reclaim my power, mm-hmm. that was the inward journey. Uh, and that... That led me to um, my practice now for the last four years, which is um, Vipassana. And that word means... Uh, yeah, tell us what that word... What is a Vipassana? Vipassana means to observe. Okay. Which yes. is basically like if I would, you know, Vipassana is like kind of like the form of mindfulness meditation, right? That I think most people kind of get into when they start meditation. Would I be like right to say that? It's pretty... Vipassana meditation is somewhat universal right it is it's a universal meditation it's non-sedentarian and it's available to everybody and it's um it is a tool to go to the depth of the mind not the surface level so there's no chanting there's no um you know visualization it's literally observing the reality uh within the framework of the body which um the starting of the course really is about observing the breath and then it's <clears throat> once we've um, sharpened the mind enough after about four days, then we, we go to the depth, So, which is the connection between the mind and the body uh, and how those two are, are, mm. are working together. So if you notice, um, you start to check in when the mind gets tense, you just check in with your breath, and most likely it's rapid. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so then you can start to bring awareness to um, tense moments and start to observe breath or observe sensation both will bring you into the moment right um and the idea is that we start to reclaim our power by 
um, observing with equanimity and then letting go. So not uh, reacting. And we do it so blindly every day. Um, and we do this like at the subconscious level. And that's so what much, yeah. that's what the practice does. It, because we're meditating for 10 to 12 hours a day, living the life of a monk, mm-hmm. you know, or a nun, that we, we don't have time for anything else. And we're just with this with ourselves mm. and we're watching how actually wild the mind is right and watching oh, it's truly wild yeah that. yeah and then watching it calm down yeah. and then observing your body and noticing how this is the thing is we all know life is there's this the law of impermanence right mm-hmm. there's the law of nature that not everything is changing right every second all the time right? yeah we all know that we read, we read the books people that tell is, us that is the nature of nature right totally <laughs> But the practice, my experience, and most Vipassana meditators will tell you is that we're actually, we have experiential wisdom. We're experiencing the change within the body. We're experiencing when our mind wanders. How does that show up in our body? And we're experiencing that when really big, gross emotions come, Mm -hmm. right, or sensations in the body, instead of reacting, so either moving our body or getting frustrated, right? Getting all fidgety. Right. I was very fidgety for most of my life. Right. It's almost stopped. <laughs> it's right. crazy. Yeah, or if I experience a yeah. really beautiful, subtle energy, like a free flow, and maybe I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I can't wait to experience that right. sensation again. So then my bot, my mind's like, where's that? When it's not showing up, uh-huh. I start to crave it. Motherfucking so, mind. Motherfucking <laughs> mind either wants to react with, right. uh, uh, with craving, I want more of it, Right? right, this thing's not happening, but I want it to happen. Right, and there's the attachment, which becomes um, it becomes the attachment, yeah, which becomes, becomes yeah. misery because right. when we don't get something we we want, we exactly. lose the balance of our mind. And the same thing when something happens we don't want, push it right. away, yeah. aversion. And these are these are things we're doing right. blindly every day. Judging, right? Judging the, this is good, that's bad, and then it's. I mean, everybody's, everyone has their own, their own angels and their own devils, right? Everyone creates mm. what's good and bad for them, so it, that's exactly it, right? Like, yeah, um, just going around and naming something bad or naming something good, it creates this complex in the mind that we mm. continually just chase, 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 chase. Um, you said the word equanimity, and it's mm. kind of like a, a newer word to me. Yeah. Uh, and so, could you, I guess, explain what equanimity means? Yeah, um, it's a place of like spaciousness and balance. So. For me, it's like something comes into my senses. So let's just say Sean says something that potentially pisses me off. Nonsense. I would never. (laughs) (laughs) And with my practice now is immediately my mind makes a decision. I don't like that. Right? Mm. Mine Based on past, maybe someone else pissed me off in the past. Something happened in my life. My my mind makes a decision in that moment. I don't like that. Mm Then it shows up on my physical body. I start to feel rage, which is like heat. Mm-hmm. So me being equanimous would be noticing mm-hmm. that sensation in my body, right? And not reacting, okay. knowing that this too will change. Right. Right. The habit pattern of the mind is like, Ugh! I could just be like, Sean, you are blah, blah, blah. But right. if I have the, the awareness, I'm aware and I remain equanimous, then I start to let Knots go like knots right. in my mind. Right. I start to to let go of these uh, old ways of habits of being and, and reaction, and knowing that right. 
that through this practice of remaining equanimous, I'm going to create new habit patterns, right? Right, new neural pathways. Right. I'm not just saying I'm going to make these changes. I'm actually, right. I'm you're actually, w- you're doing it. I'm doing. You're it. observing things just kind of passing by, not attaching to them, right? Totally, and not to say like, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, someone, you know, is hurting and harming you with words or whatever that you need to just, like, let it go. It's just, like, can you, can you, can you be equanimous, watch it, but also maybe you need to speak with right, right speech, strong right. speech. You stand up for yourself, right. but it's coming from a place of love and compassion instead of reaction of hatred right. and anger. Right. Yeah. And all those emotions that aren't. Totally. Gonna, or just maybe projecting on somebody that's something that's from last week or what have you or. Ever, right? Growing up, yeah, growing up, all the all the stuff that again we don't have time to to sit with and to deal with, and that's why we have things like Bell Let's Talk Day now, you know, because it's such a <clears throat> big thing in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it needs to be every day. We well, yeah, that's, that's that I know. I posted something earlier on Instagram today, and it's like, despite being in like you know public health health promotion stuff, like I really hate public health awareness campaigns because like this is something that's like every day, or if like mm-hmm. if our culture would just change their values or beliefs or what have you, and just allow for whether it be letting people fail, like, you know, showing failure and seeing how we grow from failure or so many other things that we could change. And I think in our culture, and then that would kind of nip this in the bud, you know? So totally. I yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll all have our own, own opinion on it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many, like, I guess for me, it's like, well, if kids are given the, from, this is where I, I am now. Like yeah. Vipassana brought me uh, where I, I sit for 10 days every year. Right. And I sit every day for two hours, so an hour in the morning, an hour at night. Right. And it's allowed me to actually listen to where I need to go, right, and the work I'm doing in the world. And so for me, at least this sit in December, was more like you just let go of your gym. You lost your brother last year to suicide, mm-hmm. you know. What was his issues? And they stemmed from childhood. Mm-hmm. Right. And now, this day and age, you know, kids are just, they have no um, self-awareness, mm-hmm. right? Everything right. outside right. of them is, um, you know, that's where oh. their worth is. And so for yeah. me, it's like, I get that. I used to be that that kid, but I didn't have the, the technology and... You know, this, these blue right. screens, yeah. like it's so immense right now yeah. that it's causing so much harm to these, I mean, not just kids, but people's, Everyone. people's like brains. Right. Um, and so now I'm on this, this mission of what, what was my medicine? What is my medicine mm-hmm. is now my offering and how, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's the way it. it's like lived experience. It's, it's, uh. You know, this is why I'm doing the work because I'm in service to spirit, and right. spirit means just love, and right. love is me, and love is everything. And um, I got goosebumps. Totally, so like face goosebumps. Actually, it, I feel them on my face right it, now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's wild. I've never felt them on my face before, Emma. Are you observing like, them? Yeah, Are they changing? I'm, yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> now I'm blushing because I've said this. I've said this on air now. So yeah. <laughs> face, face goosebumps. I like to call them truth bumps. Ooh, yes. Ain't that the truth? Right? Yeah, that, like that. that resonates. Yeah. yeah. So So that's yeah. That's where I'm at with um And it's much needed work too. Well, and I then I can apply my movement. So soccer player in the States, mm, mixed martial right. artist, yoga teacher, you know, uh meditation teacher, body yep. worker. There's all these parts of me that, like that were I went to for medicine. Yep. 
I found value in them, found the wisdom, yeah. and then decided like this is kind of where I want to offer. It's a beautiful thing because that's yeah. exactly what we need. We don't need people out there saying you should do this, you should do that if they haven't themselves done it, right? So you need a teacher that's done the work. I, I love I love that because mm-hmm. you have and this day and age needs it if we want a chance at getting tapping back into the wild soul and like mm-hmm. freeing ourselves from the the matrix or the domestication or whatever you want to call it, right? Like we need people who are walking their talk <laughs> and then offering that out to the world. So it's just so perfect. And that's, um, and that's just it. You're, you're bringing the message of resilience. Cause that's kind of what we were chatting about. And oh, you yeah. had said, um, self-awareness and ki- kids just don't have self-awareness these days. And mm. many, many folks don't have self-awareness. And one of the key things to resilience is being able to be aware of what's in your environment. Right. Mm. So think of a, there's a book that I got turned on to way back in the day, um, by Paul check, it was part of, was it part? I don't know. It was like a, an extra reading for one of the courses I had taken. But it was essentially, it's uh, Zebras Don't Get Ulcers is the title of this. And it's an awesome book because it's like showing in nature, if you're a zebra drinking from a pond and there's a lion that jumps out to attack you, you run away or you get eaten, right? Once you've run away, once you've freed the lion, you aren't stressing about it. You've totally not attached. You, you are at least aware of your environment in the first place, but we've lost our awareness that there's even a line coming at us, whether that be the next test a kid has coming up or a, a job deadline or something like that. But there is always going to be that stressor, right? And we're not even, like you said, we're so on our phones or whatever it be, mm. and we're not even aware of what's going on out there. So I think that, yeah, this is kind of like the thesis of the show is that um, we're all domesticated now and part of that is that our biology is weakened and it is many examples of that because we've lost resilience essentially. So, so I thought maybe we would, uh, spend some time and chat about, you know, ways that we can, ways you could think maybe folks could help booster resilience or things that you've done in the past that have helped you. We've chatted about Vipassana. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, maybe we, I don't know if we chat more. Vipassana yeah. sounds like, sounds like wicked medicine. I myself am putting myself out there right now on air again to say that I have set a goal to do a Vipassana this year, end of the year. So we'll see if that happens. Um, it most likely will. But um, but yeah, what, el- what else is out there? What, do you, what comes to mind? Well, when we, we talked about, um, I think of resilience, I think, of like if we've lost our connection to self, um, we've lost like connection to love. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think we have to turn back around and look at, you know, how how can we know ourselves better? And that in itself is resilient. Right. Right? Yeah, I see that. Right? And so it takes <laughs> it it does take resiliency to get to know yourself. Not the self that you your parents put on you right. or your teachers or whoever, yourself the the outside of yourself person that you're trying to strive to become right and um yeah no it's just not always the case that it's just outside of ourselves right that like hey what if like i already am resilient i just can't see that mm-hmm. what if like everything that i need to get through this right now is already within me right the problem is like the emotions might be so big that it's like it's too much to be inward so right. i'm going to mm-hmm. numb or I'm going to distract myself, or I'm going to blame. Totally right. And yeah. yep, yeah, all those things. Maybe, maybe in those moments, that's exactly what needs to happen for that person to get through exactly what sure. they're going through. And who are we to say that's wrong? This is their path. This is potentially their purpose. 
It's an important part of the journey, really, is that, totally. that piece, right? And that piece might move them yeah. forward to something greater. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... I can keep talking about it. The the most we talked about this before about mm-hmm. like resilience to me when I was fighting, I guess like my life just felt like I was just constantly overcoming. And that's probably the definition of resilience when I think of it as like, yeah, something like overcoming something overcome. yes. like felt like, you know, like yep. and it felt very much like I had to be strong and 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 big. Mm-hmm. I felt like Big and right. being strong for me meant not feeling right, right, very much um, guarded. I can love people big, I'm a very big lover, mm-hmm. but it was so hard for me to receive. Um, right. We talk about stepping in that feminine energy, right. and uh, I mean, that that has changed. Um, but for me now, it's like, oh my god, the most resilient I feel is when I'm still and I'm silent. Mm-hmm. And I remember when my, my brother died last year, um, speak of mental health day. Like yeah, the, right. Um, uh, I lost my brother to depression. And um, I remember that that Vipassana practice got me through that loss. At least I don't know where I would have been, right? And I remember two days after he died, I went to the gym and put on my, my MMA gloves and I hit the bag so hard I cut all my knuckles I was exhausted I just threw myself on the floor and cried and I I had this message of like Emma you need to soften into the cracks Mm. but it was so much coming through me it was the the habit that I knew Mm. and it wasn't good or bad but it was just like okay how can I soften into the cracks Mm. and maybe that was the biggest helper for me was uh, you know, resilience doesn't have to be big and bold right. and do more. It could be less and nurture and tend to and listen. Right. And that, of course, when trauma happens, we don't want to be in our body, but we have to right. uh, surround ourselves with the, the people, the tools, ask for help, um, and and start to really reclaim our power. And for me, like, the resilience piece now is... is um, the more I sit, the more I can hear. The more I sit, the more I can send metta, which is love and kindness, compassionate love, and that's what I want for the world. Right. So I find huge resilience in tending to myself. Tending to yourself, yeah. Tending. It's exactly it. We can't help someone else mm-hmm. if we can't help ourselves, right? So, mm-hmm. re- like, and again, we're walking so much, like, so many folks, you know, having problems with resilience given what's coming up in the world for them today. And I just think that... Um, yeah, we really, well, we really just need to be talking about it more. The fact that we do have to come back to ourselves. We have all the tools within mm-hmm. us. We don't have to look out to the, to the doctor or the, the teacher or whoever it may be, right, that we, we often do. We have all these tools in us, and I think we just have to get quiet enough, like you said, to <clears throat> to be able to remember that, right? Remember, there you go. Yeah, right? right? It's yeah. like forgetting, I said this once, or I had journaled it once, and I think it was after, it was, it was actually after the vision quest, Um I have to forget myself to remember myself. Mm. So it's like, forget like the Sean, the ego Sean that I've come to build the story up around so that I can remember my soul, the, you know, the, yeah, the love, right. The star Fox inside the, me. The right. Star Fox. Right. So, um, and it's, it's just it. It's, it's just a, it's not an easy, it's not an easy go, especially when it's not the norm, I guess, mm. to, to, you know, have, have this essentially. So, 
Um, this is why you, you are rewilding. This is why I'm rewilding. <laughs> this is why, I'm, yeah, exactly, right? You know, and that's just it. I mean, why I'm rewilding too is because of my own mm-hmm. journey that I've had to deal with all my stuff, right? So having been blindsided, I guess, um, in regards to my relationship, mm-hmm. uh, previous marriage, as well as a business that we own together, right? Um, I didn't want to have to go into these places and that. Like I would have much rather just said, heck with us all. Forget it, right? But no, I mean, I was very much had to sit in the woods, the the woods of the soul, so to speak, and figure some things out. And I think if if I didn't have that space and time, and that's just it too. Like, um, I think in the West, often it's again resilience is seen as tough. Oh, look, he's right back out there the next day. Oh, so and so died, and right back at work. The ne- or the husband wife right back out at work the next day. Like, oh, so resilient, so strong, and it's just like. Really though, or are you just, are we just pushing it down? And again, teach their own, that might be right for them at that time. We all eventually will have to meet the maker, right? And face, face the, uh, the shadows. So I just think that I was so grateful to have the space and the support from my family and the, the RV that they gave up and said, go live in this RV in the woods. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the fact that I could actually do that and had space to sit with myself. I mean, it was the most perfect medicine and that's just it. It's nature, like the Mm -hmm. stillness of nature, um, you know, all critters that are living out in the wild are resilient as fuck. Totally. Like they're, it's January. Oh, look at, I, I looked outside. Beautiful, uh, beautiful flock of, uh, of geese. But anyways, that's, that's the ADD. That's just, uh, no, but I mean, you Present look out, you, yeah, sorry, sorry. Nature, <laughs> nature <laughs> caught my eye. But no, I look outside and it's like, yeah, you see, there's, it's January in Canada right now. There's, there's squirrels, there's raccoons, there's foxes. Everyone's out there surviving the elements right now, living with getting feedback from the cold, listening to it, not being like, ah, fuck, it's fucking cold out here. This right. sucks. And rah, 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 right? Like, it's like um, nature. It, it, I mean, I think this is a nice segue into even chatting about the vision quest. Right. So we chatted about Vipassana, which yeah. I hope, and we'll even put links in the show notes to the center that I'm looking at going, the one that Emma's called her second home. Um, <laughs> because... That's awesome. But yeah, Vision Quest, yet yeah, yeah. another uh, cool medicine. So let's talk about you coming to the, to the quest. And how- totally. Um, like Vipassana is like observing the reality reality of within, which is nature, brings mm-hmm. us back to self. But um, other medicines for me that move me forward that um, were super beneficial for me to find my resilience mm-hmm. was was definitely ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a handful of those ceremonies. Yep. Uh, True. And uh, each one was different. Um, I don't feel called to the medicine right now, mm-hmm. or have been since uh, Vipassana, I think. But uh, the vision quest came to me, and uh, I was telling Sean earlier that it shook the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, literally more, spending didn't. like 96 hours in the woods with like a sleeping bag and two tarps through like, you know... Sub- yeah. well, freezing it was freezing, freezing temperatures we had freezing nights yeah, it was rain. the coldest quest they ever had, had yeah led. they yeah. really had to sit with if they were going to keep us out <laughs> there really, or not yeah. um to me <laughs> uh, yeah that was fun wild. now right it's fun now like i think about laughing in the moment i wasn't laughing like i wasn't laughing when it was <laughs> no. freezing cold but it's but, a good laugh now right <laughs> and if you think about it at the end of the day like the only thing that got us through that at least my experience is is myself my belief equanimity or mm-hmm. what you want to say like this resilience mm-hmm. nothing else kept me out there my connection my trust that i was actually okay 
even mm-hmm. when my mind was telling me, no, you're going to get yeah. killed out here. Something's going to eat you. Right. You're not safe. Like the mind is wild. <laughs> it needs to be, it needs to be tamed. Yep. And so finding a tool that works, that's, you know, challenging, but not too overwhelming is beautiful. And we weren't allowed they said like, give up all your rituals and practices. Yeah. So I, I really wasn't actively practicing Vipassana, but I was definitely right. observing. Mm-hmm. And right. for me, what I went through was like um, death and and rebirth. I remember on the last day we had like two hours of sun and I thought, God is kissing me right now. God is just giving us this gift of (laughs) of like four days, four nights of just like freezing. Yeah, it was tough. And like, yeah. And I remember lying there and looking over and just, I could see this like death of me, this other Mm. part of me laying on on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it was just this knowing that I was okay. I was going to be okay. That I had all the answers within. I had to stop, you know, worrying Uh, about, you know, attachments to people. mm -hmm. You know, I I left, I left the pain uh, of like family stuff Mm -hmm. and, you know, letting go of the gym and all these things. And it was a a layer that needed to be left for me to move forward. And it was definitely my brother helping me. Right. Definitely my mother helping me. Yeah. So I found incredible amounts of resilience. I gained an incredible amount, incredible amount of resilience yeah, by spending time with myself. So that's right. the softening it of the is. cracks. It wasn't aggressive. It right. was literally sit in nature. You know, instead of uh, instead of running from my pain as mm-hmm. usual, I was I was like, come on, you dance dance with it. Let's and sit with yeah. it. Let's yeah. chant. Yeah. Let's scream. Right. Yeah, Let's yeah. Emma, Emma, heard, <laughs> Emma overheard me speaking in tongues one day. We were like stationed apart from each other, but yeah, far. I yeah, far apart too. Far. I didn't think I was that loud. Something he was, was incredibly loud. It was. And <laughs> I, la- I was yelling back at him. No, I was. Oh. I was. I remember just yelling, and then I had this laugh. I, and I was so like, thought Sean, you you're way too close to me. You better not be wandering towards yeah. you. I'm like, he can't be because we have this ten by ten circle. Right. We're not supposed to leave. He can't be. But oh my God, Sean, you, you're. You have to be close. Right. You felt like meters from me. Really? And See, I just remember. I was mindful of you being over there. I wanted to let it out, but I also wanted to be mindful. Of but we were far. Christmas. We yeah, were like we a were. 10 minute walk. Yeah. It was a hike. Yeah. 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 And uh, I just what remember knowing like? like when I could hear him, I was just like, let it go, brother. It go, yeah. And like, like an encouragement to let my stuff go. Mm-hmm. Also knowing like I was, I wasn't alone. And right. Whether I heard you or not, I, that became clear that, that I wasn't alone and I'm actually ah, yeah. always okay. So that that direct connection with myself, connection with God or spirit or right. whatever you want to call it, to me feels like the biggest superpower, the biggest resilience I can, I can ever know. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing outside of me that got me through that. There's nothing outside of me that got, gets me through Vipassana. You know, the pain right. I feel, you know, the... the, the it's the toughest thing Jeez. I've ever had to to train for yep. mentally, harder than cage fighting. Right. To sit with oneself and to observe that everything changes. Right. To sit with oneself for ninety six hours in the woods yeah. through the the elements and through you know your biggest fears and to really? come out and know like everything's okay. Right. You know. So the sitting with those difficult times, you you're, you're like you say, you're building resilience. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's the work. Yeah. We're that's always going to be that's challenged. That's the rep. Yeah, that's that's it. So well, we might as well build a superpower tool that's going to help us connect to right. know ourselves better. 
right? Yeah. And so that when that problem comes, that we can come back right. to that tool and remind ourselves in the present moment. Right. I'm okay. Right now, I might not feel okay. Okay. Right. Well, that's okay. But like right now, let me check right. in. Is this truth? Check maybe. In. Right. Maybe. Maybe not. Or am I just reacting to something old that happened? Probably. What's the better choice? Well. I, I need to be able to focus in the moment. So for me, it's like observe my breath or observe yeah, a sensation on my body, which are happening in the moment. But that's something that needs to be cultivated. Right. That's a tool. It is a Otherwise, tool. we are reacting. Right. And blindly. It's, that's just it. You think, you think someone would come up an app with an app for that nowadays, right? Like, isn't there some piece of technology? No, this, this tool is totally uh, fueled on... Uh, Living matter. This is the human body. <laughs> this is the tool that is the human body. And it was interesting there too. You said like just taming the mind. It's kind of I never thought about this before. When you said it, it was like taming the mind. It's it's wild how nature being outdoors for four days mm. can tame the mind and rewild the soul. Right? Like oh my god, yeah. isn't that it's like the opposite needs to happen? You're kind of just making me realize <clears> now. It's like the mind needs to be tamed or domesticated, put in a cage almost. Let it come out when we need to build towers and build bridges and all that wonderful mm. stuff that it does. But at the same time, we, we need the wild soul or at least that equanimity of, of the two, right? Mm, so a balanced just, mind. Yeah, a balanced mind, right? Yeah. yeah, that's just it. Like, it's not like it's the bad thing. No. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's a crazy SOB sometimes, Yeah, it wants right? to manage the shit out of our lives, but yeah. it's trying to protect us. But we, we can thank it mm -hmm. and ask it to take a nap, Yep. you know? Yeah. Um, when we're talking about nature, I remember being like, I'm never going to survive out here. I'm going to be hungry. I wasn't hungry once in the quest. And yeah. um, I remember That's... being like, oh, my God, nature's actually feeding me. Mm -hmm. And so that to me was like, was. I think that was like incredible big medicine for me because I, I knew after that I needed to be in nature like every day. Yeah. Yeah. And with like. No animals, so that it was just me, two feet in mm. a heartbeat. Yeah. And I could just go and I can observe myself within um, a space that that just uh, reminded me of my strength, reminded oh, me yeah. of my my power. And um, that's truly what I get is yep. that that mirror of like what is within me is with is All actually that. right there. So thank you for these reminders. Thank you for this medicine. Yeah, it's in you. Oh. We evolved. We evolved with that stuff, right? And we've stopped taking that medicine for some time now. And these are lost practices. The Vision Quest <clears throat> is a Native American and many other Indigenous cultures using these as rites of passage for youth or, or different spots throughout your life. And mm. and that's why I think it's so important that we're even talking about it right here because this this is medicine mm. that is almost lost essentially, right? There's so many other practices um, that put you in these difficult situations to build resilience, put you in nature. Like just like a sweat lodge, right? Like right. it's difficult at times, but it's going to change. You will, you will make it out. And sitting there with your stuff, with the heat or with the elements or whatever mm -hmm. it is, it's, it's really, it's just the most profound medicine. There's really nothing else I feel like you can take. That's the same, right? From our experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. And, yeah. and I also think like, yeah, it is, it is from my experience. And so many folks are adverse to this, at least friends of mine who aren't necessarily, um, into all things, say spiritual or rewilding or whatever. Um, I, you know, I've, I've asked, a, I've asked a few of them, like, what would you rather do if you had some shit come up and you had to deal with it? 
meanwhile, I'm saying that assuming they, they don't have shit. I'm sure they do, but like, at least I'm throwing but it out there. They're aware of it. Yeah, that they're aware of it, right? Yeah. So it's like, what what would you what would you rather do just out of curiosity? Not saying, not pushing any of these on anyone, but like, would you rather do a vision quest or would you rather do some ayahuasca? And it's funny, no one wants the vision quest. Mm. People will take the, like the psychedelic, which is, is a hell of a time, a very challenging. It's quick though. It yes, it's true. It is. Yeah, it is true. Essential. It takes work. Well, yeah. Right. It takes right. work to get through, and yeah. you see yourself die, but it's, it is a little bit faster, and at least it's over. That's true. Well, that's if I said to you, do you want to do Vipassana, or do you want to, you know, do a round of psilocybin? you want to do a hero's dose? <sighs> Most people would probably do a hero's dose, because they know it's going to be over in, like, eight hours. Oh, they both Vipassana is, like... Yeah, <laughs> they both scare me so much. Which anymore. is which is great wisdom. <laughs> Not scare me, but I know I, I respect. I have mad respect for both. It, You're it, right, though. It's everything is just turning you back to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's um, when you're using something, one's your own will. Sure, right? I guess, yeah. Uh, and no judgment. Yeah, right? no, of course you not. You know, no. I've, I've done no all kinds. Yes, and, and like uh, you know, sweats mm-hmm. and the the amount the heat with that. What br- that mm. brings me into my body and what I ha- what I work through there, you know. Um, but essentially, so, it's bringing you back to self, closer to self. And um, I just had a thought and I forgot, but it's that's a really right. it's well, a good point. It it will come back to you. Because what I was thinking as you were saying about sweats and uh, you know sitting there, I remember doing a sweat with you mm. this past summer, and I think it was a I think it was a solstice. But mm-hmm. anyways. Um, and you were so stoic. I think maybe, I don't know, I guess you didn't just come out of a Vipassana, but man, you were just like practice like douche, like you just sat there like a rock. And my thing, so my shit, is not letting other people just be on their journey. I want right. to teach, I want to share, I kind of, you know, I've, I've learned the hard way, so I don't do that anymore. But it's interesting how I'm just sitting there in my own practice, supposed to be doing my own thing, and I'm like, how is Emma sitting there? So, so, <laughs> like right next to the rocks, it's hot as heck. And I had this happen in my ayahuasca ceremonies too. Right. Uh, another participant sitting there just stoic, just like a statue. Mm. And, and my thing that night, I was just sensing energies and mm. I was just like, how is this person sitting there like this? Mm. It's like, let people be on their path, Sean. But I do, I don't know. That's just a total side rant, but I just totally remember you just sitting there like a rock. Do you know what I was doing? What? Vipassana. Oh, observing. <laughs> I was observing. Observing, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I remember flexing that muscle. Totally. And like from even like extreme heat to extreme, like, Cold therapy, I love that shit. Yeah. Um, hydrotherapy has been a medicine for me, and all these things shuts are the mind good. right up. It, you have no choice but to be in your body. Yeah, uh, and good what, said. why I'm actually I can be more equanimous in cold water, and I mean really friggin' cold water, uh, is because I I I I believe the practice of vipassana is mm-hmm. it because I have this deep understanding of my ability to um, sit within discomfort because I have a greater understanding of impermanence mm-hmm. and that this too will change. Yeah. So it's the taming, it's the calming, it's the continuing choosing to observe and let go, observe right. and let go, observe and, and let go. And that is just kind of how I'm, it's transferring in, into right. my life and doesn't mean like, Oh, I'm yeah. so spiritual and I am oh. just like everybody yeah. else. I'm getting hit with stuff still. Yes, thank you. I just have like, a practice that helps bring me back to center quicker, right? right? I'm I'm still sad. I still work through like attachment and abandonment and fear, but and love and all those things. I just got. I've just spent a little more time with myself and with not outside yep. myself, right? Because right. nothing in the end's gonna 
outside myself is going to make me any stronger than I already right. am. It's there. Yep. It, it's 100% already there. I just need to, to believe it. And I needed to have, yep. you know, experience that for myself, not something I read, not something someone told right. me, like devotional faith or, mm-hmm. you know, blind faith. It's like, no, I've actually experienced, experienced that. Right. So that now like. I teach from that place. Right. Now I know the whole mind, body, spirit connection from my experience. And now I'm able to support um, youth in this way where I'm literally saying, I don't know what's best for you, but I believe you do. Oh, yeah. And here are some tools. That's such a good teacher move right there. Right? That's a teacher move. A good move. teacher never was like a, oh, it's a Mark Twain. A good teacher never, never, sh- never shows or shows them. I'm going to, I'm going to totally butcher this right now. Tells uh, a good teacher will never tell a student. Uh, what to see, or they'll tell them where to look. Here we go. They'll tell them where to look, but not what to see. Totally. There right? it is. It took and, a long time to get and that. And that is how we reclaim our power. Right. right? Yeah. That you look. Point it back. Use your eyes. You look, you know. Just I'm it. just trying to bump you into the person that's already yeah. in there, and then you have to figure out, yeah. take what you need. Don't take what's outside of you, because the world's already telling you who you need to right. be. Like, yes. Let's make some decisions for ourselves. That's so good. Yeah. Even in even in this type of work too, there's I think there's I mean I don't know I I shouldn't speak like that I, myself I've I'm doing the work and I'm going within so therefore I think everybody needs to do it to the same degree that I'm doing it right now and you also need to get there as quick or as slow as I have gotten there right yeah huge fallacy I think again it just coming from like that whether it be the personal trainer or the teacher or me just wanting to whether it be share with the best intentions but again it comes back to whether or not I'm doing it myself first and foremost because mm. if I, if I'm not then what what good is those words, and I've got so much stuff that I've got to deal with. Mm. You know, I got to answer emails, I got to do do the lecture, whatever it is. But I got to do the work. So you got to carve out the time. And I know everyone feels like time is speeding up, and everything is just getting so fast and crazy in this day and age. But I mean, if we're not going to do this, we are essentially. I mean, I feel like we lose ourselves. That's what happened to me when when I got blindsided. It, it wasn't so blindsided in hindsight because I realized that I was just too fucking busy to have any type of spatial awareness to know what's going on, to then be able to respond rather than just react and, and mm. get, get, oh, no, poor me, you know, vic- victim, victim Sean. And sure, that was my journey, and that was part of the healing I had to do, but um, didn't make it any easier in the, in the time, right, when I was right. when I had that mindset. So, yeah, it's, um, it's not easy, this type of work, that's for sure. But that's why I wanted to have you on, though, too, because I know <laughs> I'm like, this is, a, this is an awesome topic, um, in and around like resilience. And I just like, again, you want your teachers, you want your people in your life that are, if, if you're going to a financial advisor, hopefully this person has some money themselves. Or if you're, if you're looking for a teacher that's teaching you how you are your own healer, hopefully they've done some work in and around that too. And it's just a beautiful thing. Totally. Yeah. Like the, I'm going to go back to my youth work because that's mm-hmm. where, that's, that's where my, um, that's, I've been doing the work for probably over 10 years. Um, but yes. the tools I have now would have been, they would have changed my life back then. Right. But then I wouldn't be doing the work I'm doing. Uh, and that's so important because now I speak from a place of, of, of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, kids have great bullshit meters. And <laughs> I don't speak bullshit with them. I keep it, keep it yeah. real. And I ask good questions and get them to try to self-inquire and come up with the, their own answers. And, um the work is so powerful because this next generation are going to be making the decisions for us. 
and they're so fragile right now. And a lot of them don't want to actually participate in the world because they don't actually see see it from like a. I think that they're they're seeing it from another like I don't know five dimensional level, mm. right? So they're yeah. not in this like three D body. They're just more like yeah. I don't like these structures and these systems. I'm just I don't actually want to go to school. Yeah, you know they're acting out for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. They're challenging the systems, yeah. but in, so internal, years, yeah. it, what it's doing is like because of the phones, the technology, everybody is just like diverted from their problems, and there's no emotional intelligence. There's no emotional resiliency. Mm-hmm. So when things come up too much, I'm gonna do X, Y, right. and Z, or I don't even actually want to go home because right. mom and dad are fighting, or right. it's uh, and teachers don't want to kick them out from school because school is actually safe for them. And, but kids aren't going to school, and at the root level, it's like, my opinion here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Math ain't going to do shit for people if they can't <laughs> actually, they don't know their, you know, like how to deal with fear and yeah. anxiety. Or like, what does that look uh, like in my body? Is yeah. it, You know what I mean? And Just flex the left brain. Forget the right. Fuck it. Totally. So my thing now is like, man, I got tools. I would love to share them. And I right. created a program called Mindful Movement. And um, it's not just for schools. It's for any any youth centers. And um, I basically take four to eight weeks or 12 weeks, depending on what they want to offer the youth. And I, I use a combination of movement, mindfulness meditation, and raw conversation and um, these these kids every session are getting transferable school uh, skills. Tran- mm, let me say right. it again: transferable skills. That's the word. Which is the most important thing is actually what I'm trying to teach them is that they are their own healer, hero, and leader. That I don't know what's best for them. Here's some tools, and when I'm not here, you have this like toolbox full of tools that you get to choose right. from, right? And um. I just finished at Lucas and I got amazing feedback. A high school, Lucas High School, yeah. Uh, yeah. Grade 10, 11 girls, phys nice. ed class. And then, um, you know, I have some more on the on the rise, like Woodstock. And nice. The so you're pro- branching out. I'm, well, that's the whole reason yeah. why I wanted to, uh, you know, lift up the anchor right. FemForce because I was like, yep. no, my passion is working with kids. I have, yeah. I've, I've experienced all these, uh, I don't call them traumas in life. I call them yeah. life experiences because I reclaim my power. I face them. I talk about them, and that's part of me reclaiming my power, and I'm and because these are the conversations that need to be had. So I I I've now like freed myself so I can travel, teach, and speak. Awesome. But the the barrier I'm running up against is yeah. the the ministry and the cuts. Right, right now, right in Ontario government, yeah. So all around, everywhere, right now is cutting everywhere, schools. and so the the right. I, what was the. the Statistic they I just talked to you yeah. today, but like it's like a two increase or two year wait. Or two year wait list for yeah. you know kids for you know for mental mental health or same thing at Western University. It's like if you want to see anybody <clears throat> in the mental uh yeah mental health yeah so services like, you wouldn't be able to. How do we serve? Okay, well right. I I am of service and I'm here to work for for spirit. I'm, what that just means is in the name of love and name of love and compassion. Um, but like I I had to really work on cultivating that within me so then I can come from this real and raw place and so now um I I am a big fan of community and connection and um people really do support my work and believe in what I'm doing and so I'm I'm wanting to reach out to the community local Mm -hmm. like like like-minded businesses that that um really support um the emotional well-being of the young hearts in the world uh, these are our next leaders, and how can 
the community support me to run these programs because financially yeah. it's um, they're coming to like hard nose, but yeah. the program's needed there. And I have a really beautiful program. So really I'm is, looking yeah. for sponsors. And then if that's something people want to uh, invest in, obviously Definitely. it's like you can write it off for marketing. There's some yep. energy exchange there. But um, I think it's a beautiful way for me to connect the community to the kids and for um, local businesses to give back in, in a very beautiful, subtle way. Right. I think, um, and that's my saying, like stronger together. It's such, you know, we're, yeah, we are, we definitely are. We need that. And we need, yeah. And you need funds. That's kind of makes the world go around these days. Right. And, and funding's getting cut. So that's why I was happy to have you mention yeah. that. And I'm glad you did because yeah. yeah, it's such a worthy initiative because you're creating tomorrow's leaders, really not just like, like into leadership back in my business school days, it was, I, I remember leadership. One of the prerequisites to being a leader is to have resilience. And if we are a uh, society of domesticated folks who aren't very resilient <clears throat> nowadays, whether it be to the elements or to what's popping up in your life, then it's like, we don't have any leaders essentially, which is pretty scary. And yeah, we need leaders for tomorrow. So um, very much needed, important work. Um, we're almost at the full hour here, Emma, believe it or not. Mm. But um, I guess... I wanted to say like, yeah, something about yeah, the, no, the leaders. Like, the, the, the tagline for spiritual ninja and spiritual, again, let me just say, just means like love and compassion. Um, <clears throat> and the ninja is how like, we have that already within us. So we're ninjing our way through life. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea of, of healer, hero, and leader yeah. all comes together of just reclaiming your power. Right. So if one has the Do tools the work, yeah. to reclaim their power, mm -hmm. and I think the the power you're going to find is in presence. Ooh. Yeah. Teach yeah. kids presence. Yeah. Teach kids how to be still. Mm -hmm. Reclaim their power. Right. And I think not even just kids. I think that's, for me, that's everybody. Yes. But hero healer, leader, reclaim my power, reclaim my power, reclaim my power. And in the power of presence, I find my resilience. Right. Right. That's beautiful. And I think we all need to find our power in our own way. Right. Like for me, as you said that I'm thinking my, for me to be present, it's, it's, I, I've gone in, I know what that best version of myself looks like. So I'm playful, I'm peaceful and I'm patient. And in that moment I'm present and I'm powerfully present. And that's just, yes. for me, that's it. Right. So you go in, you find out where you need to create the boundaries in your life um, boundaries for other people and you do your best to just stick to those things and come out strong and powerful stay open stay open stay open, stay open. well you know yeah. what i could well, well maybe we'll do it again yeah i didn't scare you off no it was good let's do it again let's do it again we'll I talk love about, talking well good as do i <laughs> yeah. which is why i think i'd probably take the hero dose of psilocybin before the vipassana <laughs> truthfully which i've done and so i gotta try vipassana now because yeah. the psilocybin scares that half out of me what do they say the uh the things that, that scare you are probably the most the most uh, beneficial things for you. Oh yeah, maybe or things you fear. Right. I don't know. It become like yeah. In the moment, it sucks. But like again, we were laughing about like how cold it was. Right. Like mm. um, even now, it's like I remember there was like raccoons or something fighting by my ten by ten in the vision quest. And in the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I had like a stick, a stone, or like a flashlight. And then. Right. Uh, now it's like I just chuckle at it like yeah I did that right so you overcame it you overcame it and you just find this peace like again I'm able to harness or tap into 
peace and deep knowing deep down within that I'll be all right because I survived some freaking coyote fight that was <laughs> totally like, right? I, yeah. like there's that yeah. that experiential wisdom yes, that yes. I got right? through that the mind tried to tell me I needed to panic right yeah or you know what I mean like the those old habit patterns right. that condition the mind yep. just normal he, yeah that's human stuff right there and then you go mm. actually yeah I'm fine wait a minute yep. I can survive mm. anything Right? Rise above, you got to use those owl right? eyes and, yeah. The owl eyes, but, yeah. like, I will survive anything right. if I have presence. I think that I'm going to stand by that mm-hmm. when I can practice pause. Yeah. And everybody will have their own tool. Mm-hmm. I hope that it's yeah something that's challenging but not overwhelming. Yeah, find your tool, right? Find your tool. For sure. But if, it is, if it's bringing you into the moment, right, then you can, with a calm and quiet mind, make a better decision. Right. Yeah. And that's what we need. We need... We need Everyone making better decisions, I guess, this day and age for the good of themselves and the good of the earth. Because if we're going around making mindless decisions mm. without thinking about how it impacts ourselves and our community and <clears throat> Mother Earth, then I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be here much longer. But Well, and like we said, like everybody is going to make their own choice. And right. we have to believe that, you know, that might be the right choice for them in that moment to survive that yep. moment. And all we can do is take care of ourselves yeah. and I think for me like every morning it's like um, by my presence may I make a difference mm-hmm. you know this is uh, in the name of love yeah by the will of God for the good of all beautiful yep thinking thinking may in I those be terms of service. right yeah yep. like and and just living from that place of love and open heartedness and compassion like drop keep coming back to that's where heart. we came from that's where we're gonna go so mm-hmm. might as well Ride it out while we're here, right? Keep coming back to the heart. Cage the mind. Tame the mind. Rewild the soul. Emma, thank you so much for being here. Uh, let people know, well, one, definitely, you guys, I'm going to, definitely, if you're out there and if you're in the London, Ontario, Canada region, and you're looking to make an impact in your local community and uh, help youth, hook up, look up Emma. Tell folks how they can find you, please. Uh, website, mm-hmm. spiritualninjalove.com. Instagram, Facebook, spiritual ninja dot love. Okay. Um, I think that's it, really. Right on. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, for all you folks out there, check out Emma's work. Yeah. It is important stuff. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here with us yet again. Uh, everything, I believe, is up on the website. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. We're just a few shows in here. So uh, no tech glitches today. So that's a good thing. But, uh, yeah, if you guys have any feedback for me in regards to these interviews or in regards to the website or the show or anything you guys want to see, please let me know over let me know over at rewildmybio.com. And other than that, all you folks, stay wild. Stay wild. Thank you for listening to the Rewild My Bio podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this episode. I would greatly appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, if, of course, you think they would like it. You can also visit rewildmybio.com to download previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, I share blogs and bonus content from my health promotion research, along with practical tips to help you rewild in a modern world. 
please follow along on Instagram and Facebook at RewildMyBio and on Twitter at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay wild.